Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today, you'll be hearing from two special ladies, Jatana Williams and Natalie Kovarik. They are better known over on Instagram as The Ranch Wives. These two women have grown up together, gone to school together for their entire lives, and now have started a business together. I had so much fun talking to these two ladies, and I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. These women are incredible. Support for today's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast comes from Annabelle and Zade Morgan of Morgan Land and Livestock. The Morgan Ranch is in its fifth generation of operation in beautiful Gallatin County, Montana. The ranch consists of high alpine grazing and hay crops. The early years of operation were spent producing wool and many bands of commercial sheep. As years carried on, the family moved to raising beef. You will find out more about the Morgan family later in the show, but without further ado, here is Jatana and Natalie. Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hi, Ranch Wives. Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. It's nice to actually hear your voice. As with you guys as well. It's it's different when you're actually talking to somebody over the phone versus when you're seeing them on Instagram stories or anything like that. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's always fun to make this connection. So so I, I know you Ranch Wives. Obviously, there's more than one of you. So I'm going to have each one of you introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of information about yourselves, who you are, where you're from. Sure. So I'll go first. My name's Natalie, or sometimes as we affectionately call ourselves on our Instagram page, Ranch Wife Natalie. Myself and my husband, we live in central Nebraska and we have two children, two boys. Um, We have a teenager and a toddler, so kind of the best of both worlds there. I am a recent Nebraskan transplant. I originally grew up in Montana on my family's registered Hereford operation. So I grew up around ranching and I guess true to my belief that ranching is kind of a family business, always maintain off ranch employment, but I've always also helped my husband on the ranch uh, when and where I can. So here in Central Goat, we kind of do a bunch of different things, which is kind of true to uh, ranchers. Um, You have to do a lot of things kind of to make ends meet, but we have a cow-calf operation, and we're kind of in the beginning stages of starting our own registered herd, Angus herd. So Luke's also, my husband's also kind of been involved with Gen X and a couple other, couple other different things. So we have a lot going on here. And then obviously, most recently, the newest project is uh, Ranch Wives with Jatana. So I'll let her kind of introduce now. Awesome, Nat. So my name's Jatana. I am the Montana ranch wife, as we so affectionately call ourselves. For one of us is primarily located in Montana. We have known each other since we were seven. I live with my husband who ranches with his dad and his grandpa in southwest Montana, a little bit outside of Bozeman, which is probably the most recognized location. I can't really say three forks and people recognize where we were living. So outside of Bozeman, Montana, where people are are skiing and and it's really a beautiful area. Our ancestors actually came in 1865, right outside the Bozeman area and then homesteaded about 30 miles south of there once they got away from most of the snow. So 
my husband's family has been in Montana for generations. He's actually a sixth generation rancher. And we have Angus cattle. He went to college and came back and ranched with his dad and his grandpa. We've got three little kids who are always in tow with us. I work full time at an off ranch job as a pharmacist and then help on the weekends and after work and such. So always maintaining an off ranch job. But like Natalie said, we help out when we can and have built ranch wives to hopefully add additional revenue to our families, as well as just kind of tying in our family's work and, and hopefully sharing that with others. That's great. Jitana, I've been to Bozeman before, and it's absolutely beautiful there. Yeah, it definitely draws in the skiing crowd and people that are that love the outdoors. So, And Natalie, I've never been to Nebraska before, but I hear that you're <laughs> having some bad weather here right now. <laughs> Yeah, the states kind of it got hit hard by Mother Nature. So we're kind of thinking when we're fortunately weren't um, affected as nearly as badly as some places. So we're very, uh, we feel very blessed right now. Um, and just kind of thinking everyone else who's going through some tough times right now. Yeah, sending everybody some warm and positive thoughts down in Nebraska. For sure. Thank you. So you both have a job off of the ranch, which just adds to the busyness. So can you both tell me what a typical day of the ranch wives look like? Sure. So I work part-time off the ranch. I'm also a pharmacist. Jatana and I not only went to elementary, middle school, and high school together, but we also went to pharmacy school together. So we have a long, uh, long day together. But so I work two days. The small town that we live in has a critical care access hospital. So it, I think it's like a 10 to 15, right, right in that range bed hospital. I'm not sure of the exact number, but so it's really small. That's where I work two days a week and I really, really love it. So the days that I am not there, I'm not home with my husband and thankfully um, my, our youngest child, um, our other, our teenagers, obviously at school. So I guess for a typical day for me, when I'm on the ranch, I have um, a child who does really well on a schedule. <laughs> so we do not go out in the morning very typically with my husband because I don't like him to miss that morning nap or get off schedule for that morning nap. So usually in the morning, I am just in the house. I'm with my son, Jax, and we're kind of just doing things in there that need to be done. And then usually in the afternoon after my husband comes in for lunch, we'll have lunch together. And usually in the afternoon is when Jax and I will go out and we'll do all sorts of chores with my husband. So um, whatever that can be for the day, depending on the weather, sometimes it's Jax and I just riding along in the truck if it's cold out. And if it's a warm day, sometimes that means, you know, getting out and actually on the outside. So usually the better half of the morning is inside with Jax and the better half of the last half of the day is outside with Jax and my husband. So in Montana, our household is kind of more of a, a free for all with the kids. It's kind of hard to get out and do intense chores and like working cattle. So in that case, my mom or my mother-in-law will watch the kids. If we're doing something in the shoot house, my two-year-old loves to just sit and watch um, the cat come through. And I've on occasion worn the five-month-old. Natalie and I are firm believers in a solely wrap, wrapping the baby to you and <laughs> getting things done. So. Yeah. If not toting them around, <laughs> they're in safe hands with our, our mothers or mother-in-laws. So in the summer, it's a lot easier to tote kids around. And I put car seats in the side-by-side -side and we can move cows and, and get things done. Otherwise, it's kind of in-house things. And Hudson, my two-year-old, he when we weren't calving, he loves to go with my husband and feed in the mornings. So he was such a, a morning person. He gets up at like five o'clock every morning and 
on occasion, Tyler will be able to take him and go feed with him. And then during calving season, it's just too intense. So they're home with me um, most of those days. I think that's kind of the beauty um, and why we live, love this lifestyle so much is that we are fortunate enough to be able to, you know, spend the days with our children and our family as a family, you know, outside doing things and teaching them things at a very young age. And so it's just a beautiful thing to be able to do with our children. Um, not a lot of jobs. You can take your kids <laughs> to the job site like we can. And, you know, it's and it's better for us and better. So, you know, I know that we're both really thankful to be able to do that. And they learn such life lessons that otherwise, like, I have no idea how you would explain to a kid. They see, you know, everything from the beginning of life to the very end. And so it's easier to have those conversations with kids when they see it and you can kind of walk them through those life lessons. They learn responsibility, um, you know, the birds and the bees, not quite, but it's going to be getting there at some point. Um, it's just kind of the funny, funny, the way they learn things on the ranch versus um, just trying to dictate uh, lessons to them. Well, I can tell you growing up as a city kid, like I didn't know half of I know now about farming that I've learned in the last two years. So your kids are getting the upper hand advantage. <laughs> well, Caitlin, I grew up on a ranch and I still learn things about ranching every day. So <laughs> I think that's also the beauty is that there's so much to learn. So for sure. With you guys being so busy, tell me a little bit about what you guys do for, for self-care or do you have time for self-care? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for self-care for me is actually working out. And as with any person, or at least me personally, I guess I go through cycles of this where I'm very diligent and got it and it just becomes part of my nightly routine or my morning routine or whenever I have, you know, fit it in. But that's, I really thrive off of, I guess I, I grew up in sports. My family was kind of a sports family and then in college, I always worked out. And so it's kind of always been a part of my life style. And so I find when I'm running or when I'm working out that that's the best for my, not only um, my mind, but also my heart. So I think the biggest self-care really, if I had to pick one that I try and practice most to benefit myself, it's really working out. And like I said, sometimes I'm really great about that. And sometimes I'm not, I really, really struggled after I had Jack's, um, to figure out how that fit in, you know, when my husband could watch Jackson Tad and when I could go out. And so it's kind of always an adjustment with what you have going on life to kind of fit that in to your schedule. I've had three kids in four years. And so I'm not so good about the self care yet. I tend to get the kids in bed eight to nine o'clock. If I haven't chased them back to bed 10 times, we're doing good. So usually my time to reflect and get grounded is between 10 and 11 at night. And self-care at this point is just making sure I have some alone time and um, no one's jumping all over me or asking me why, why, why for another glass of milk or something like that. So I drive about 40 minutes both ways to my um, town job four days a week. And that in that time, I take the time to listen to podcasts and kind of um, get grounded in and try to task out my days to and fro. So it's a, it's a learning process. <laughs> I think it's a learning process for everybody and especially for people in agriculture where they're looking after their fields or their animals, typically first thing in the day. And that's what they're thinking about or caring about throughout the day. And then I feel like sometimes we're, we're the last ones that we feel like we need to take care of. Most definitely. 
Yeah, for sure. And the other hard part about, I mean, essentially when you're ranching or farming, you're kind of, you know, you're working from home, I guess you'd call it. And so it's really hard to create those hours and those boundaries. Like, you know, I am home, you know, there is this distinct hour. I'm not going to go back out and work. It's kind of just a fluid movement between the house and outside the house all day long. So it's really easy to, to get caught up. Kind of like you said, you're just, it's just, it feels like a running clock all the time. Instead of when you go to an actual job, you know, you, you have, you're not there, then you're at your job and then your personal life. So I think the other part about ranching and farming and being home is, you know, creating those boundaries and those hours when you're not going to work, even though you're home and could be out working. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned before that you two actually grew up together and went to school basically your whole lives together. And now you've started this platform, I know over on Instagram, as well as you have your website, The Ranch Wives. Can you tell more about your company and how it got started and why you decided to start sharing your story of ranching? Yeah. So Natalie and I, like we said, we've known each other since we were seven years old. And up until 2017, we're both working together at a pharmacy job. And then Natalie met her husband. So she moved away from Montana in 2017. And like our friendship had started at age of seven, we continued to talk almost daily, if not when we got busy, at least once a week. And so we... We spent a lot of time commiserating about, you know, life and, and busy work schedules and what we can do to kind of bring it all together. And we were actually speaking one night on um, from work and actually we both had had envisioned the exact same plan of selling our beef from our ranches to consumers online and hadn't actually like spoken the words out loud to each other yet. And it was just this aha moment in 2017 in the fall. And we kind of ran with it after that and created a community behind it and have been shipping since um, I think the spring of 2018. So. So Jutana kind of alluded to the fact that created basically the fall of 2017, um, you know, kind of from that long conversation but I think before that, um, ranching, one of the beautiful things about it and, and farming too, but it's such a, a family thing and passing from generation to generation. You know, like Jatana had mentioned, um, her husband's a sixth generation rancher. And so Jatana's children are seventh generation ranchers. And I am a fourth and my husband is a fifth. And so, you know, we have been for generations passing on, on land and cattle to children. And, you know, so I think both Jatana and I had this, this realization almost that, you know, our children are probably more than likely going to be involved in ranching. You know, she has her two sons and a daughter and I have two sons. And um, so we really just wanted to, you know, we love agriculture and we really just wanted to do something too that could, you know, give to this lifestyle that was going to be, you know, our children's future. And so that's kind of where the passion for it came. And then like Jutana said, um, we just kind of had this phone call um, and we're both the type that aren't really going to ruminate too long over something. So when we realized we were both kind of thinking that and wanting to do the same thing, you know, we didn't even really have to ask each other if it was something, you know, were we going to do it? Or I was like, yeah, definitely we're doing this. So tell us about the products that you are direct marketing from your ranches. Everything from the cow we do sell, we sell our steaks, which are our biggest hit. And we like to come up with differing boxes like seasonally we've been doing it rotating on a monthly basis and sometimes like for Christmas Easter things like that that kind of shows that we're in and so steaks have really been the biggest item that people love who doesn't love a steak really 
And so we we do really appreciate being able to get beef nationally in the US. And then as well, we hand deliver a lot of our boxes to local customers here, the Bozeman area, and then Natalie in Nebraska. Like Jatana said, we have different cuts that are individual or for purchase individually. And then um, just kind of sometimes it's helpful for people. I know if you're not familiar with cutting out beef or, or picking out beef, we wanted to make it easy where there was, you know, a box already created for you. So it wasn't overwhelming or you didn't know the different cuts. So we do have a couple that are, you know, curated by us that include different cuts that kind of give you a variety so that it's not so overwhelming if you're kind of new to purchasing beef. Hey, y'all, we'll get back to Jatana and Natalie in just one moment after this message from Morgan Landon Livestock. The Morgan family is passionate about the heritage and culture of their lifestyle and promoting commercial beef. Our ranch produces pasture-raised commercial beef and replacement heifers. Aside from our heifers that are sold to buyers nationwide, all of our beef goes into the commercial beef markets. We are proud of our pasture-raised beef grown without the use of added hormones that later will be finished in a feedlot. Our goal is to share our way of life via social media at Montana Ranchwife on Instagram. We want people to see that commercial beef in the USA and Canada are raised on traditional family-owned ranches with ethical and environmentally friendly methods. We have decided to support the Rural Woman podcast because of the importance of farms and ranches nationwide coming together in conversation. As our agricultural population dwindles, we have to be a united team, marvel at our differences, educate the public, and work together to feed the world. Thank you so much to Annabelle and Zade Morgan for supporting this episode and all episodes of the Rural Woman Podcast. What are some of the benefits of buying your beef versus beef from the grocery store? Yeah, that's a great question. Our beef in particular is raised by us and our families. And so you do get the guarantee that it has been humanely raised um, on our ranches in Nebraska and Montana. And then we have it processed at a USDA facility. We do, I mean, we're, we're ranchers and we are ranching alongside the individuals and the cattle producers that are producing the beef that is in the grocery store. Some of the beef that you do purchase at the grocery store can be shipped in from international sources. And so the guarantee that you are going to get with ranch wives is that the beef is raised, fed, and cared by the ranch wives team. And so we do love to be able to tell our um, customers that and give them that reassurance. But as advocates of the beef industry, we do we do want people to trust and love no matter where they get it from. Ranch wives beef is also their um, all grocery store beef is dry aged, but there is a minimum standard and ours is dry aged for an extended period of time. So you'll get um, kind of an, that usually brings added flavor. So we advertise as dry aged and then also no added hormone, um, which is another guarantee that you're probably not going to get with your average um, purchase from the grocery store. One thing our customers do love is our ground beef. And prior to like kind of inquiring about the beef cutting process, I didn't realize the fact that the beef or the ground beef that you get from the grocery store is not necessarily from one animal. So um, they may process a lot of animals in that day in a normal processing plant. And then 
the cattle from that egg go into making the ground beef. Ours are processed in small batch. So we'll take two to three animals to harvest and your ground beef that you're purchasing from ranch wives is from one individual animal, which is a benefit that's unrealized by a consumer because it's not really known how beef is prepared traditionally. Right. I didn't know that it would come from multiple animals either. So you taught me something today. (laughs) So your beef is available all throughout the U.S.? Yes, we we will not um, be able to ship to uh, just because of time constraints in Hawaii, but any other continental state in the U.S. we can ship to. That's great. So what do you find rewarding about being a rancher? You've both said that you're a multi-generational ranchers. It's it's in your blood, basically. But what do you find the most satisfying at the end of the day? Raising kids around the ranching community. I love to see that they are seeing it all in. And, and it, it's a wonder to watch them watch their grandpa and their dad. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> Hormonal tears. <laughs> Um, watch them um, and emulate what they do. It's it's a wonder the things that they pick up and the hard work and and good values that are instilled in them at a young age. Myself personally, to ground or to hit the pillow um, completely exhausted at the end of the day is is a rewarding feeling. You have a sense of sense of accomplishment, and with ranching, you can see the the benefit in the animals that you produce, it takes so long between, you know, conception to harvest of that animal, it's kind of hard to see it all at one time. But when you do get out there outdoors and get to watch that life cycle, it's a very rewarding feeling. And you know that people are benefiting from the hard work you do daily. I saw once, uh, Jatana put that really beautifully, and I, I couldn't agree more hard wholeheartedly with her. I saw once there was this quote about how uh, a rancher or farmer is one of the highest forms of artist or artistry. And I couldn't agree more with that. Tana kind of alludes to the fact about being out in nature and you're creating something and you're working hard towards this goal. And so the satisfaction of, you know, doing that, creating something with your own hands and you know, whether that's growing or caring for something, um, it's, it's an extremely rewarding feeling um, and then Jutana kind of touched on the beauty of being able to share that with your family and teach that to our children. And, and I wholeheartedly agree. And and lastly, I think one of the great things about being in, in farming is kind of just the agricultural community. They truly are some of the, the greatest people make up this family that we're a part of. And I don't know how many times that we have needed help and, a, you know, neighbors come over and just lend a hand, you know, with no requests back or, you know, wanting nothing in return, but simply to help out their fellow mankind. And so it's just a really beautiful, beautiful community to be a part of. I agree. I think that's one of my also favorite parts about being farmer is the community aspect of it, for sure. Definitely. So with sharing your story, I know there are the pros and cons of it. Can you tell me about some of the biggest misconceptions that either of you have heard or know of people talking about when it comes to raising cattle or the beef industry as a whole? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest misconceptions that we're kind of aware to like this week, I mean, every week is a, a different topic, but it's funny how people think that it's a super easy thing to jump into. And it's hard for us as Natalie said, fifth and sixth generation ranchers to imagine the conception of 
of a ranch and the very um, beginning. And so luckily for us, our families have been doing it for generations and generations. And it's not, there's definitely not a checkbox of these are the, the, you know, 20 items that you need to start ranch. And so it's, it's hard for us to communicate to people the legacy that, that we've been given. It's not just a simple go buy a cow and, you know, nine months later you have a calf and 16 months later you can process some beef. It's, there's just so much more. Yeah. And I, I also think that um, there was a period there where somehow from a health standpoint got a really, really bad rap. And we, you know, Jay and I wholeheartedly disagree with that. We think it's one of the healthiest proteins that we can feed our families and our loved ones. And see that that's a big misconception right now in the, the beef industry is just that beef, you know, red meat is unhealthy for you. And unfortunately, that's not true. And unfortunately, it carries that stigma. So, you know, that's something that we're working to kind of change the narrative about every day. As pharmacists, we've been taught to look at studies and rationally look at, at data. And so it's really, really hard for us to sit back and look at people anecdotally um, saying that beef is bad for you and beef is bad for the environment because they're not taking a step back and looking at actual data that's presented by an unbiased source. Through the cardiovascular world, people have always attributed, I guess since from the 80s, is that beef is is bad for your cholesterol. However, as pharmacists, we look deeper. We've there's out there the bold study which states that lean beef can be beneficial to gaining lean body mass and creating a better overall cardiovascular health. And it's not this this demon that it's been set out to be. And so I think that there'll be strides in the near future of people just continuing to educate their fellow consumer about the benefits of beef. And there are such amazing resources out there that we like to share throughout our Instagram stories and and our posts, not trying to throw it out to people's faces, but just say, I know that you're considering this, but please do take the, the 30 minutes and listen to this podcast on the benefits of beef to your brain or your muscles as ranchers and farmers to continue to share our stories and our processes with consumers so they know exactly where their food is coming from, how it was grown, how it was prepared for them. Because the more that we talk about it, the more our voices get heard and the more the truth gets out there. Exactly. All right. So what are your future plans for the Ranch Wives Beef Company? That's a great question. I guess and foremost, our mission is always kind of to ensure that everyone has access to high quality beef. You know, that was why we created this company. And that is, you know, something that we're very passionate about is just bringing our beef to America, uh, dinner tables. But in order for companies to kind of grow and sustain, you know, they do have to maintain fluidity and cut times. And so something that's newer for us that we did not intentionally realize we were going to do when we created Ranch Wives was bring non-beef goods to our company as well. And so that's newer for us. We kind of brought a small a keychain to our store and we actually have like two, I think two or three more uh, in the works right now of different products to bring to our store too. So um, that is kind of one of the things that is in our near future is expanding that brand drive store of non-beef goods. Yeah, I would say like our, the community around the Ranch Wives Instagram account has been supported by such, such actually ranching families. 
And so we love to share ideas and products with them. And so like the Ranch Wives keychain kind of came about from like our personal preferences. It was um, that we would like to give to ourselves and our families and thought as long as we we're getting these made, maybe make a handful more. And people really liked those for gifts around Christmas. And it's kind of just organically been growing in items that we we really truly love and kind of intended on sourcing for ourselves and then finding that others um, have appreciated them as well. That's great. I'm glad you guys have been able to expand your company so well over the last year. Yeah, we're also last summer um, between, well, Jax was born in June, uh, Kaysen was born in October. So we were either just had a newborn or Jatana was pregnant all summer. So we didn't do a lot of, you know, trade shows or pop-up events or, you know, farmer's markets or anything like that. And so I think that's also something that we're looking towards this summer is kind of some fun little events like that at, you know, with local businesses. We, we're really passionate about supporting other small businesses and other um, local businesses. And so working with them is kind of something also that we're hoping will kind of be in the, the future of Ranch Wives, you know, fun little pop-up events and just things like that. Well, you guys have a wonderful story of being friends for so long and continuing to be ranchers growing up, marrying ranchers and continuing to be ranchers. <laughs> I am so happy you guys have been <laughs> able to talk to me today. Uh, for the listeners, can you let them know where they can stay in contact with you after this episode? Yeah, of course. Um, they can find our website at ranchwivesbeefco.com and then our ranchwives instagram at ranchwivesbeefco and we're active on our instagram and we love love to get involved yeah jay mentioned you can find us at uh ranchwivesbeefco or beefco.com for our website and then ranchwivesbeefco for our instagram account and we are quite active on that platform we talk a lot about the community but there's also this beautiful community in instagram um, you know, that's how we met you, Caitlin, and connected with you. And and so there's just so many wonderful people out there that are involved in agriculture that we have met on that platform, but also that aren't. So, you know, we love Instagram for the, you know, the connections it brings and the people it brings into our lives and, you know, the ability to help us share a little part of our ranches with everyone. That's great. And I am so happy that we've been able to connect over on Instagram and be part of this little community with one another. And I just want to thank you both again for taking the time out of your days to talk to me. I know you're very busy ladies, so I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you too, Kate. Yeah, the feelings are definitely mutual. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.